0: What's up guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Shelby and I'm Jessica and, and this, this is Cousins, Cousins and Convos. Convos. What's up everyone? We are so excited for our first episode today. We hope you guys are tuning in and listening to us. We hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? How was yours Jessica? It was good. We had to go three different places this year. Oh my god. And with
1: an 18 month old that was pretty hard. And naps. How did those yeah. go? Um. He didn't really take a nap. We had to go out to my dad's at 5 o'clock, and he napped 20 minutes, maybe. In the car? Yeah. But Mm -hmm. other than that, he did not nap
0: all day. See, our families didn't even get together this year like we normally do every year at 12 o'clock. That is so hard to meet that standard. (laughs) But, yeah, we stayed home all day because my grandmother passed away, obviously, on my mother's side. And we just wanted to stay home and just... Be together with every, each other all day that day. So, so did you cook food. at
1: home all day? I did.
0: Cooked all day, honey. It was so good, baby. <laughs> was it good, Becca? It was fire. Yeah. See, it was great. Yeah. What all did you make? Um, I made ham, turkey, dressing, mm-hmm. sweet potatoes, beans with the sausage and the bacon in it then I had some potato salad we had apple pie pecan pie okay girl we have so much more I don't even broccoli and cheese that's a lot
1: for you to make oh yeah girl
0: (laughs) good too so yeah anyways our topic today is going to be what it's like being a working mom versus a stay-at-home mom who also goes to school so yeah let's get into this so, Jessica, tell us what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, It's pretty difficult.
1: I know a lot of people seem to think that being a stay-at-home mom is getting to be just at home with your kid all day and getting to run around and do whatever. But
0: Right, the glorious moments. Yeah, it
1: goes a lot deeper than that. I mean, we're I have Drew on a pretty tight schedule. We go to bed at 7 o'clock every single night. No matter what, we will leave where we're at for him to go to bed. Um, He takes two naps a day. One at, like, 9 o'clock and then one at 3, 3.30-ish. 3 um, but that really helps being on a schedule, getting things done when they're needed to, giving me the time that I need to to wash dishes, do laundry, because it's really hard to do those things with a toddler running around oh, behind me. Oh, most definitely, yes. I'll go to do laundry, and he's running behind me pulling the clothes out of the yeah, dryer. Yeah, no. And you have <laughs> him sleep trained, don't you? He's Yeah, he sleeps, yeah, he his sleeps in his own room. He has to have a vacuum sound going or he'll yeah. wake up like that. But he, we just transitioned him a few weeks ago into a toddler bed. How's that going? It's going good. He'll get up and he'll get a little book or a little toy, but he'll lay there and play with it until he falls asleep. And yeah. he'll sit there in the mornings until we come and open the door. And then he scrunches on down and Aww. crawls down. It's so cute. See, yeah, I did the opposite. I should have sleep trained. It's hard. It's really difficult we started at six months and that was really hard but it got to where I wasn't sleeping and he wasn't sleeping so it was the best thing for us both
0: I'm sure it's really hard in the beginning but then it pays off in the end once you've got them sleep well yeah and with me having college
1: work to do him sleeping in his own room gives me 7 to 10 11 to study and get my work done and take my time doing it instead of Doing it during his nap time, knowing he has to sleep with me at night, too.
0: Yeah. So, what does what a week in your life look like from Monday to Sunday, Taylor working all week, you going to school all week, and Drew being home? What does a week look like to you? So...
1: Me being online, our teachers will release our work like on a Sunday, and we have that entire week to do it okay. so that really helps. so what I'll try to do is I'll pick uh certain nights out of the week where I'll pull all my notes and study and then and then we will go to um the other days where I'll start doing my quizzes and homework and tests and by saturday friday night i'm finished for the week that's
0: good that's a pretty lenient schedule so what's it like with drew during the day what um, is y'all's schedule well he gets up
1: around like seven thirty every morning uh we eat breakfast it just got cold we were going like outside and playing yeah. outside but with it being so cold and his allergies being crazy like mine are we've just been inside we watch miss rachel He does get to watch, like, two movies a day where he likes them. Like, Despicable Me, Toy Story, Monster Scene. Yeah, he
0: loves his Disney. Yeah. Um,
1: But other than that, I mean, we just play all day and learn and watch
0: movies. And then you hit up school during nap time and bedtime. Yeah. Do you and Taylor get any time together throughout the week? Well, that's why I try to pick, like two or three days out of the week where
1: i'm doing specifically work that way those rest of the days i can spend time with him we can watch movies or do whatever but we do get a lot of time spent together like he'll go get steaks and come home once drew's in bed we'll have a nice dinner just me and him
0: what time do y'all usually go to bed um
1: it just depends Sometimes I'm in bed by 9.30, sometimes it's 11 o'clock.
0: Yeah. It depends on the day. Okay, so y'all do get a little one-on-one time together, and you get a little time to yourself, too, Yeah, I mean, Drew.
1: it's nice because if Taylor's ever wanting to, like, play his game, I know that I have my time, I could go take a bath. Yeah. I mean, I have four to five hours after Drew's asleep by myself. Yeah, and you I think,
0: take care of you and yeah. practice self-care and self-love. Yeah. And I
1: think that's, like, really necessary with a stay-at-home mom. Like, you see most of these moms they'll put their kids down like ten minutes before they go to bed. Yeah. And I think that you need that time to like rewind and relax before you have to go to bed to restart the next oh, day. Oh, I agree
0: because I have no self care time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I Be working agree with that. and
1: dealing with a toddler all day. <clears throat> definitely. So what is the working life like with a kid?
0: Okay, working life. I feel like there's a big stigma around working moms and stay at home moms. They think that a working mom gets a break but in reality, it may be a break from your kid, but it's still not a mental break because you're at work. You have to worry about keeping up with expectations that your job has for you. Yeah. And if you want to go far with your company, you know, obviously you have to show good work skills and good communication skills after being mentally drained from taking care of a toddler. I was about to say,
1: like, aren't you, like, kind of run what you do? So... You have people calling you sometimes when you're home yeah, especially asking you what to do a lot of
0: problem solving yeah, yeah when it comes to you know specimens coming in and such there there is a lot of problems but yeah you know I wake up I have I like my shift it a lot of people don't see it doable but I see it doable I go to work about 3 2 to 3 a.m. you know I'm I'm a late Comer, um that is my fault in the working world <laughs> yeah. I'm a, one thing about me I'm gonna be late but I'm gonna work my hours that I need to work so I usually get up about one thirty, two o'clock and I'm the type of person I'll wake up and I'm ready in 20 minutes and I'm out the door yeah like, I have my clothes picked out the night before, I brush my teeth, I grab Amelia, and we're yeah. gone. Um, thankfully, things that make it a lot easier for me being a working mom is that I do live next door to my mom, so oh, I just yeah. take her right on over to the house. My sister's still living at home, so she gets put in the bed with one of my sisters, and they watch her, and then I'm off by ten, eleven o'clock in the morning, and I come and get her. And that's when we start our day. I mean, my child's very energetic. I've worked a full 8 to 10-hour shift, you know, and I yeah. come home to a wild toddler. That's a lot. And we've got to do lunch. You know, she wants to play, run energy out. I'm about ready for a nap by then, <laughs> yeah. but that's not happening. You know, and, and then, she
1: just got out of like taking a nap during the day. Right? She
0: did. So it's really hit or miss on a nap. So some days I can get her to take a nap, but a lot of the times her nap is going to be with my mom. Yeah. When it's about time for me to pick her up. So some days I can pick her up asleep and she'll stay asleep at home. Some days she's just not going to nap at all. Yeah. So, you know, we play it out and then. So, we do get, you try
1: to nap when she naps, or do you try to, like, do things around the Oh, most definitely. House? No, no, no. Yeah. If
0: she's napping, I'm napping. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But I need some sleep, because we have dinner about 5, 6 o'clock, and then I'm in bed at 7 o'clock at night. You yeah. Know, that's a you pretty early bedtime. Be. And Amelia, she's not going to go to sleep without me, either. So, yeah. if I'm up around cleaning the house 9 times out of 10, she's not going to nap that long, because I'm not laying down with her. Uh, so. okay. That's the part I've ruined in the working aspect. Is you know you're away from your child for almost half the day. You know, so I've spoiled her big time. She wants that. Oh yeah, she is very clingy. Like. Freaking, (laughs) times 1,000, (laughs) top 1,000 clean girl, okay? Stage 1,000, whatever it is. She
1: used to not even, like, talk to me. She'd, like, run behind you and be, like, a brat. But now she's like, yes.
0: See, she used to not even like people. She's a big mama's girl and Mimi's girl. Yeah, she loves her Mimi. But she's really clinging to my sister now, too.
1: So what is a week like for you and Tommy since y'all are both working with Amelia at home?
0: So we work Tuesday through Saturday. So, we're going to work. I take Amelia to my mom's house in the mornings. He goes to work at 7 a.m. So, you know, he gets himself ready. You know, the dad.
1: Yeah. The dad life, right?
0: Wake up alone. Get yourself ready. Go to work (laughs) alone. Like, nice. Come straight home from work. You don't even have to pick a kid up, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, he gets home about 4 o'clock, and that's when I'll start dinner, and we'll get dinner going, and then... If Amelia's not ready to go to bed with me at 7 o'clock, she stays up with Tommy. Oh, okay. So, you so know, So, they get, get, get there yeah, sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And then we do it all over. And on Sundays, we usually relax. Mondays, I'm usually chilling with you. Yeah. And now we've got this podcast going, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's been great. Yes. So, one of the biggest challenges, I think, that mom's face is their child being sick, right? Yeah. So, what is a sick day like for you as a stay-at-home mom?
1: Um, it's very difficult for me, actually. So I've recently got diagnosed with dysautonomia and it is an autoimmune disease. So it affects my immune system as well as my heart and my brain function. And usually 99% of the time, every time Drew gets sick, I get sick. Yeah. So I'm working with being a new mom, trying to learn the sicknesses of a child, but also learning how to be sick with him being sick yeah. as well because that's definitely something new especially with being diagnosed with something that really knocks you down when you're sick right. you have you no energy any- at anything.
0: um
1: it's very hard for me to like get up get off the couch when I know that he needs me right. he's sick too he's my number one I have to focus on him yeah so that's really the most difficult thing um Most of the time that I've been really down bad, Taylor has gotten to take off and help me, which I'm very grateful for. And we have grandmothers that live five minutes down the road if I ever need them. Yeah, you
0: do have a great support system. Yeah. You You do have a good village.
1: I think it's necessary to have a village to raise a kid. I know that that's kind of a controversy thing. They say you don't need one. But I think, especially as a young mom, you you need one. Yeah, and it's, I don't think
0: for one day that we take for granted our village oh, either. We're very grateful. Not. We both have a great village.
1: Yeah. So what is it like for you as a working mom when Amelia is sick?
0: Okay, well, it's kind of hard because you still have responsibilities at your job. You know, you only have so many call outs a year, and in my household, we do require a two-income household. I mean, it's just not feasible. For one of us to work yeah. at this time. So a missed day is missed pay if I don't have that PTO. And if I'm taking away that PTO from a vacation that I'm playing and that sucks. Yeah. But also, after so many days in a row, it's like your job is kind of like, come on now. You know, mm-hmm. we, we need you here. We're short-staffed and you feel bad. The anxiety that I, that it gives me is really horrible. Because I don't want to put my sick kid off on my mother who works overnight and has got to put up with my child being sick all morning long. Or my sister, who's got to get out the door and get to work. She's a cosmetologist. Mm -hmm. And then jeopardize them getting sick, them having time off of work, you know. And then if I'm sick on top of that, that shit really sucks. Because eight out of ten times, I'm going to have to go into work a few days sick. And then still have the energy level to come home and take care of my sick child yeah so uh it's really challenging when we're sick me and Tommy we try to alternate it so he'll call in a day I'll call in a day now my family's great it's not to say that they wouldn't keep Amelia sick I just hate to put that it's off just on them
1: exposing them, them yeah too.
0: exactly and then the whole family's down sick then yeah. what <laughs> the the village is down yeah. <laughs> so the sink the ship gonna sink <laughs> over here so um how's
1: Amelia with like I know she struggles with taking medicine she's kind of at that age to where she knows when she's not feeling good. Oh, yeah. Good. She
0: won't take it, honey. It's yeah. hard as hell when she's sick. You can't get her to drink nothing. You can't get her to eat nothing. She won't take medicine. We have to go the rectal route. Oh, no. And I hate holding her down and doing that. So... Pretty much it's just sad times when she's sick because we either got to do it rectally or me and mom have to hold her down and force the liquid in her mouth. Then she just throws it all up over us. Oh, like,
1: see, that's one thing about my kid. Boy likes to eat. He likes to taste it. He's, he's going to eat whatever's yummy.
0: Yes.
1: So another controversy topic that we are going to talk about is burnout. Because I think that it is real for a stay-at-home mom just as much as a working mom. Oh, most definitely. So what are times that you've ever felt like burnt out?
0: Well, getting stuck in your routine. I mean, you're doing the same thing every day. Going to work, coming home, taking care of a kid, doing dinner and bedtime, going to bed, waking up, doing it all over again. And then by the weekend you're stressed out. You don't want to do anything on your off days and take your kid on adventures because you got people at work stressing you out and you got people at home stressing you out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So burnout, it comes, and then depression comes, and you've got to pull yourself back up out of that hole, you know? Yeah, and
1: I'm sure, like... With being a working mom, you don't get a lot of time to keep your house maintained. And I know a big thing for me is if I'm ever down and sad, as long as my house is picked up and contained, it helps me. Oh, no,
0: that's a big thing for me. If my house is clean, my mind is clean. Yeah, And that's really hard to keep up and balance while working, too. Because, I mean, you can pick up all week long, but you're talking like a deep clean. Cleaning out closets, not letting shit pile up, finding a place for everything. Yeah. And having an upstairs and a downstairs, you know, everything gets lived down here in this damn <laughs> floor by the stairs. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so. you don't want Amelia going up and down the stairs, so you just keep all her toys in the living room.
0: Exactly, because one thing about her, like we said, she's a stage <laughs> 1000 clinger, and she ain't going to go upstairs and play if I'm not up there with her. Yeah. So, But what's burnout for you?
1: I think burnout for a stay-at-home mom is kind of different for a working mom because we get more overstimulated with our children all day. Um, I know that I'm just in that stage with Drew where he can show me what he wants, but he can't tell me. So he gets very frustrated with me, and I try not to get frustrated with him. But after seven hours all day of that, it's like, okay, We need to take a breather. We need to, like, separate. You go play over in that corner. I'm going to go in this corner and breathe for a second.
0: Yeah, because you're with the toddler all day
1: long. And I think that a big thing for me is, like, Taylor's very good at helping me with that. Like, if I'm ever burnt out really bad, he'll let me shower when he gets home. Or he'll take Drew in his room and just shut the door. That's good to
0: have.
1: Yes, he'll let me lay there if I need to nap. He'll keep Drew away from me and let me take a nap. So, I think it's... It. I think that it is a necessary. It's necessary for a stay-at-home mom to have a husband or significant other that really backs them up with. Yeah, it. they
0: need an involved partner, yes. parent, parent partner. Yeah, because
1: I truly think that if I didn't have Taylor helping me. When he got home and not just being the working dad that I couldn't. There's no way that I could do it.
0: That's good because I think a lot of stay-at-home moms get held to the standard that everything in the house is their job. Exactly. Like, just because the dad works, it doesn't matter. He's not going to do shit. It's on that mom, but that's not fair.
1: Yeah, and that's a big thing. Like, I know me and Taylor have had a little, like, argument we don't we tend not to argue a lot but yeah. we'll have a little disagreement and i've had to tell him like it would be nice for you to do the dishes like yeah. once a week i do them every day yeah i have to do laundry i have to make sure the bathroom's clean the floors picked up and you know we have two dogs and yeah. they both um are tra- trained house trained so i'm constantly going behind them picking up their mess walking behind drew yeah picking up our messes that we make
0: as an adult doing laundry, and it's oh, just girl, a lot. Laundry. Ooh. See, I think it's important in a two-parent home for you to voice your things that are bothering <laughs> you and let them know that you're coming up on burnout to avoid yeah. that burnout and to avoid that depression spiral. So that they and you know that's kind of a shoulders. big problem
1: for me is I have a hard time telling Taylor that I'm getting burnt out until I'm at that breaking point. Yeah. and I feel like that's a lot of stay-at-home moms because they don't want to be like oh they think I can't do this or they think that I'm having such a hard time when in reality that's not what it is one bad day is okay
0: yeah I feel the same way as working mom I do have a hard time asking Tommy for more help you know I mean a lot of the housework does fall on me but you know, I want things done my way. Yeah, and and he's just he's just a lacker. Just a man. He is a man, <laughs> damn it. So I think that I have that same problem too, being a working mom. Just the lack of being able to let him know that, hey, I can't handle it. Cause yeah, we're women.
1: Women you know, don't like to We think ask we're for built help. for this
0: shit. Right. We're strong. We can do all of this. Yeah. But you know, we don't It's need just to ask. like
1: when the kids get new Christmas presents and you ask them to put it together five times and then they don't do it. So you're finally like, Oh, I got it, and then they want to help. And you're like, <laughs> No, nope, don't even worry about it. Uh uh-uh, I want to do it my <laughs> yeah.
0: way. <laughs> yeah, totally. So what is the difference in traveling with a working mom versus a stay at home mom? So for me, I get a week or two out of the year of PTO to travel, but let's be realistic. One week is set aside for travel. You know them other days of PTO is going to be used for a sick day (laughs) or a random day off to get a mental break or whatever. But typically, realistically, that's a week out of a year that we get to travel. Yeah. So So
1: do you get to, like, during the day or... Even during, like, the holidays, do you get time out of the day where you get to take Amelia to do, like, the fall activities and see Santa and stuff like that? Well, I
0: typically, see, I, I have it really good with my working schedule because I get off early. Yeah. So, like, me and you, we'll, we'll go and do things sometimes after... I get off of work because it's so early in the day, but then also having a Sunday and a Monday off, that's a weekday. So we typically try to do things there, and then I get two days off for Thanksgiving and two days off for Christmas. Even though it's on Sunday, I'll have Saturday and Tuesday off this year, so I'll have a four-day weekend. I think that's
1: how Taylor's is going, too. But that's kind of how it is for me, being a stay-at-home mom. I'm the type where... I don't think that it's necessarily right to go experience things without both parents for the first time. Agreed. Like, I don't want to just go to the beach or go on spontaneous trips without Taylor because I can.
0: Yeah.
1: Just because I would want to experience those things together as a family.
0: Right. Our kids are only little once. We all need those experiences. So,
1: we usually pick, like, one week out of the year. So, like, this year we went to the beach with y'all. Yes. And then... Taylor had some few extra days, so we took a few extra days on top of a holiday weekend and went with my dad to St. Louis for, like, four days.
0: Yeah, see, cute little fun trips. Yeah, Uh, so it's
1: easier to take, like, a day off of work and go on a four-day weekend trip then take a whole week most definitely see we
0: did that last year last December we actually went to Nashville for I think three nights four days so it's easy to combine like a couple of days off during the week with like your already weekend days off yeah so trips like that yeah but I don't count those as big trips and I think
1: it's easier to like save because if you're not going during like the busy seasons you're not spending as much so, I know definitely. us living on one income, we can go out and do more yeah. when it's like that. Oh, uh,
0: most definitely. We're definitely doing the beach off-season this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculously yeah. expensive and so freaking crowded. It was very crowded Oh, my this gosh. Year. You couldn't get in anywhere. But I think it's because, like,
1: when we were younger, we used to have these destination spots. And, you know, not many people took their kids on yeah. vacation. And now all these people are like, well, let's go here. Let's go try something new. And see,
0: I think travel got really big when COVID hit. You yeah. know, everybody was getting stimuluses and stuff like that. They were getting money. They wanted to travel. Places were but dead. But everybody was working. locked down,
1: too. They were locked yeah. with their families and for I, months. And I think that
0: put into of a lot respect uh, for a lot of people. Like, yeah. your family is your family. Your kids are only this age one time. They're never going to be the age that they are today. Yeah. So soak up every moment. Have every memory and every excursion and everything with your kids that you can
1: see and i know that's a big thing because i always hear like oh, wait to take Drew to Disney World until he remembers. And I'm like, but I want to experience
0: that with See, him. See, exactly. Because you have to think about when we're 50 years old, we're going to be looking back at our yeah. memories with our children. That's that's a core memory for us. Mm-hmm. And then we can just show them pictures. Look, baby mommy took And I'm here. sorry,
1: <laughs> but the face of a three-year-old at Disney World and the face of a nine-year-old at Disney World totally are different, completely Totally different Totally
0: different, different. I have a ten-year-old and an almost three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. The excitement for them on Christmas is di- everything's different everything's they're gonna different. like it but it's not gonna be 100% magical to yeah. them at that age
1: and like we and even when we went to St. Louis with my dad we went to the zoo and you know we have a zoo here but they had like this dinosaur where they shot out water Aww. and Drew was sitting there roaring at the dinosaurs yeah like to him that stuff is amazing and like Wow, I've never seen anything like that before.
0: Yeah, and then you also got to allow your dad to have that experience with him at that age. Yeah, you know, and he'll I forever think remember that.
1: Yeah, and we have important. pictures,
0: and, you know, growing up, my
1: dad would pull out pictures and be like, look, we did this. I yeah. don't remember it, but it's nice to have that memory of your parent.
0: Yeah, because, you know, grandparents, they're famous for that, mm-hmm. honey. They're going to pull out a book and tell us the whole story. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't even remember it. Hell, I don't remember it when I was 10 years old. Uh, yeah. So, really, I just think that, no, that's unrealistic. Go at whatever age. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Have those experiences. Live your life with your kids, and go all out. Yeah, I agree. So well i've really enjoyed sitting here talking with you today jessica i think yeah. this was a really good topic of choice oh, for definitely. today's podcast so i know that we said in our introduction that next podcast was going to be baby number two but we got some juicy <laughs> juicy <laughs> so we're gonna hold that topic off and you guys have to stay listening for a few weeks to find out what is gonna be said i
1: promise. Y'all
0: are going to freak out. I mean, for real. <laughs> okay, okay, stop. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spill the tea. I have to stop. So, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast today. We really hope you enjoyed it. We hope that you tune in every Monday for us. And we really want you guys involved in our podcast. So, on Thursday, we're going to post on our Instagram our topic for next week. And we'd love for you guys to put any input, anything you want us to cover on that topic or any questions that you have so we can talk about it in our podcast. Follow our Instagram at Cousins and Convos on Insta, okay?
1: Bye! Thanks for listening to Cousins and Convos!
0: See you next week, bitches. You know you don't want to miss the tea.